0: You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. So today, uh, before we start ng bagong series, we're going to have a series break. And uh, I'm really excited to share to you the word that I feel like God has placed in my heart. Um, one time, um, I was in a gathering... For all pastors, missionaries, and staff people who are working in church. So para po siyang reunion, we're taking lots of pictures uh, to capture the moment. And then we had this one group picture that uh, picture with other youth pastors, batchmates kupo sa campus ministry. Uh, but some of them are also they have new assignments now. So it was really a reunion. So nagtake like, kami ng picture after that. One of my friends. Uh, said, can you send me our group picture? And I said, sure. I'll email to you later or Facebook because the signal is down. Okay, malang internet connection. Sabi niya, no, there, it's okay. Just use AirDrop. How many of you here? You know AirDrop. The young people. <laughs> so like. Some of you here, hindi po kasi ako techie. Uh, very basic lang ako. Like with phone, I'm sure, even with the older people here, uh, I just use text, call, internet. That's it. I don't really know about the other applications and functions. So I told him, sabi ko walang airdrop. Sabi niya anong phone mo? Like iPhone. Impossible. You have an airdrop. So I gave him the phone. And then he showed me. Okay, yung mga parents po ano na ano pinag natin. I'd like to give you a picture. Okay, ito po yung airdrop. That's the. If there's a picture you want to send, even if you don't have load or internet connection, just open the Bluetooth and the Wi Fi and you can share it for free. Believe it or not, I learned of that only after two years of having my iPhone. <laughs> it was there the whole time. Uh, the problem is I'm not updated and I'm not aware. Okay. So what's the connection with our message today? I, I believe sometimes we are like that when it comes to our relationship with God. Sometimes God is God is always there, but sometimes we feel like God is not always there. How many of you here at one point of your life feeling you the Lord? you're Where are you, Lord? kayo asan ka, Lord? Where are you, God? That's the headline of Philippine Stars last Tuesday. Where is God? So, God is always there, but sometimes we feel like He's not there. Sometimes God already answered our prayers, but we don't recognize it. We're too focused on what God wants to do and how, how we want it to, what, what we want to happen and how we want it to happen. If Lord ni Lord in a different way, we fail to recognize it. Or sometimes, uh, God is al- already bringing us into a new season, but we are not willing to step into that season. Because we feel like, I am still enjoying this season, I still want to stay here, but God is already leading us to a different direction. But we are not aware. So that is why uh, I want to talk about this uh, text this morning. I want to talk about uh, God's desire to make all things new. God's desire to make all things new and, and make new, do new things in our lives. So I'm really excited to share to you this morning. If you have your Bible with you, uh, please open it to Isaiah chapter 43. We're going to read from verse 16 to 19. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who draw out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a weak. Verse 18, it says, forget the former things. Everyone say, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can you please turn to the person sitting next to you? Tell that person God is doing a new thing in your life. Satagalog, sabi mo sa kanya may ang bagu si Lord sa buhay mo. Let's just pray before we continue. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the new things that you're doing in and through our lives. Lord, I pray today, as your word is preached, we pray, Lord, that your word will, will impart faith, hope, excitement. Uh, Lord God, just, just hope, Lord, for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray, God, that you will make us aware of the new things you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16 to 19. And I'd like to start with that phrase, it says, he who made a way. And that's a context of uh, of this text. It's talking about uh, the the parting of the Red Sea. Uh, It's referring to what happened in the book of Exodus. The Egyptian troops chased the Hebrews all the way to the Red Sea. And it looked like the Hebrews were trapped and there there's nowhere to go. The Egyptians changed their mind. Na po nila yung mga Hebrews, But they realized that sabi na, now that we don't have slaves, who will do all the work? Who will build the pyramids and all of that? So they changed their mind. They ran after the Hebrews. Na corner Punila. dead end. Here's the Red Sea. There's nowhere to go. But God did a miracle. He parted the Red Sea and they were able to cross. The water then immediately came back. The waves crashing down and eventually drowning the Egyptian. How many of you are familiar with the story of, Exod- uh, of the parting of the Red Sea? Okay. Now, this story was uh, originally recorded in the book of Exodus. And I like the title of the book, Exodus. Exodus means exit. That's the meaning of that word. And the title of the book is encouraging to me because it reminds me that God is a God of exits. And that is encouraging to me because uh, if God is a God of exits, it means I'm not trapped. I may feel trapped. I may look trapped. But God is is a God of exits and He can make a way so that I can be where God wants me to be. There, you know, with God, there is no hopeless person and there is no hopeless situation. God is a God of exits. Now, if God can part the Red Sea so that more than a million people can pass through. Imagine their history was 400 years of slavery. For many of them, they grew up in, that's the life they grew up with. Sabi nila, ito na yung history natin? Lolo natin, lolo ng lolo natin. Tayo, anako, magiging anako. This has been our situation. We tried, we believed, we prayed year after year. It's not changing. Yet in one day, God was able to uh, uh, make a way so that they can pass through the Red Sea and end that situation. If God can do that for the Hebrews. How many of you believe God can make a way for you so that your whole family will be saved? God can make a way so that your debts and bills will be paid. How many of you are believing for financial recovery or breakthrough? If God can part the Red Sea, God can make a way so that your problems will be solved. And you can live the life that God wants you to live. God is a God of exits. He can make a way for you. Nothing is too hard or too difficult for God to do. You know, one of my all-time favorite stories of of impossible prayer requests that that was answered by God was a story of a couple in our church in Victory Katipunan. Actually Pastor Joey featured them in his in one of his blogs. Uh, the title of the blog was Impossible Prayer. I'm not sure if you heard this uh, already, but there's a couple. They live in uh, Quezon City. One day, the si- Quezon City government went to their area and and told all the residents that they need to relocate because they are in the danger zone, the dreaded Marikina Fault Line. And they said, nag earthquake to, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tragic. So we advise you as soon as possible to." change location good for them they're just renting so when they heard that they started praying as a family they brought their children with them when they're praying for their house the oldest daughter nagpray po siya sabi dad daddy mommy let's pray for a house with a soccer field okay the youngest daughter said and let's pray for a house with a tower like that of rapunzel entangled now, what is the probability of finding a house in the Philippines with a soccer field and a tower? But of course, uh, the dad doesn't want to crush the faith of his children. So instead of telling them, Mga anak, konting realidad sa buhay. Konting touch of reality. No, he did not say that. He said, okay, let's believe God. How many of you know that's a good thing to do? In fact, if you're a husband, I advise you to do that to your wife. When she asks you for a bag or pair of shoes, don't say it's not in the budget. Always say, yes, let's pray. Okay? If you want to live long life and peaceful life here on earth. So, sabi, okay, let's pray. Tayo. After many weeks, uh, a friend called them. Uh, they're not really that close. They met this couple in church. So, friendzilla. They heard that they're looking for a place to rent. Sabi niya, "Go, come check the house we rent, uh, na pinaparent naman." Oh, sige, oh, bayan They, uh, they told them the name of the subdivision, and they said that's an upscale subdivision. There's no way we can afford. The couple said, "Just try it out. Just check." So sobrang pumipilit. Sige, na na pagbigyan natin. So they went, and while they're driving inside the subdivision, sabi ng dad, "This is a bad idea." <laughs> yeah, <Yami, laughs> bakit ba tayo but then finally they arrived to the house. Tapos they were toured around the house, and then they went to the backyard of this 1,800 square meters uh, property, huge. Guess what they saw when they went to the backyard? They saw a soccer field. How many of you know that's amazing? <laughs> they just knew that something's happening right here. So, lakad pa sila ng konti and. Guess what they saw next? They saw a tower. <laughs> How many of you know nothing is impossible with God? Nothing is too difficult for Him. What is the probability of finding a house in the Philippines with a soccer field and a tower? Now, the, the plus, there's more. When they talk to the owner, they learned that the rent was five times the rent they are paying to their old house. But couple don't worry, we originally offered this to a Christian couple, but they said they're okay where they are. So we already committed this to the Lord. Whatever rent you're paying to your old house, that will be your rent in this house. Praise God. Let's clap our hands to God. God can make a way. You know, many times what we want, what we do is we try to lower the bar so we can accommodate the promises of God rather than... Increasing our faith and welcome the new things that God wants to bring. But Lord, based on history, can't. based on our budget, today, can't. when God is bringing you into a new season already, when God is bringing you to a new place and, to, and God is doing a new thing, and sometimes we can't recognize it, and sometimes we're closing the door because we are, we are not welcoming this new thing that God is doing. He made a way, the Bible says. Next one, uh, it's ironic because after God reminded them vividly of the parting of the Red Sea, what happened in Exodus, the next instruction given to them was, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Okay, here you are reminding us of of this amazing thing you've done before. How you rescued us. Now you're telling us, forget about it. Do not dwell on the past. I think the key word is dwell. It means do not live there, do not stay there, don't settle. Okay, tell the person sitting next to you, don't settle. Okay? And I think there are two applications. One, first one, parasabin, Lord, okay, yun, no? yung ginawa ni, Lord, but hey, that's not the last thing I'm going to do for you. God is a God of new things. God is always doing something new. Now there is a tendency, there is a danger for us to just always talk about the good old days. Ah, dante ginamit kami the Lord. Ah, dante nagprovides si the Lord. Ah, dante grabe ginabene bless kami the Lord, gan generous kami. Pero ang tanong, kamo's tanga yon? Ginagamit kapa ba the Lord? Channel of blessing kapa rin ba the Lord? Okay, so sabi ni Lord. Forget the former things. That's great. But I have new things for you. You know, I was reminded of Caleb uh, in Joshua chapter 14. He was talking to Joshua and said, Remember Joshua, I was 40 years old when Moses spoke to me about this mountain as a part of my inheritance. We fought many battles. We won many battles. But here I am. I'm 85 years old. He said, I'm still strong. And I'm still ready to fight. How many of you know? How many of you here, you want pag 70, 80 ka na, On fire ka paring kay, Lord. Liba yeah. sabi mo kaya ko pang tomalon, Lord. <laughs> sabi, niya, I'm 85 years old. He's still asking for a mountain, He's still pursuing and claiming the promises of God. He's not settling. So forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. There are new things. But for some of us here, I believe, to some of us today, it means a different thing. It means not allowing your past. And we all have that. Um, there are things that happened to me growing up that how I wish was never part of my history. But the application for some of us here, young instruction the Lord, forget the former things that dwell in the past, it means not allowing your past no matter how dark, no matter how ugly or painful, to limit what God can do in you and through you. Your destiny is greater than your history. Don't allow your past to stop God from doing new things in your life. And bringing you into a new season. The past. No matter how ugly, dark, or painful. Last Wednesday, uh, we invited Pastor Edgar Gore here. Uh, Dati po siyang senior pastor natin sa Victory Katipunan. And now heading our team, going around different churches to uh, help release, and release people to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, medyo complicated no. But we invited him uh, last Wednesday to train our Victory Group leaders how to better serve people, how we can better minister to people, especially those who are hurting. Because the truth is, a lot of people today, even Christians, some Christians, a lot of people today are still prisoners of their past. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are wounded. That is why they cannot do what God is telling them to do. That's why they cannot live the life that God wants them to live. It's not that they don't know. The right thing that they need to do, but it's just that they are wounded. A few days ago, naggarong po ako ng mild stiff neck. Okay. So, pag may stiff neck ka para kang robot, diba? Bro, haket. You know, if you need to turn, you don't have to turn with your whole body, diba? Kung okay ka, you can just turn. Oh, okay yung Pero, because, you know, I'm hurting, not because I don't know how to do it properly it's just that I can't because I'm hurting sometimes some people are like that they cannot be the dad that God wants them to be not because they don't know what the right thing to do but because they are hurting may wound from the past from childhood or maybe something they experienced along the way growing up but here's the good news God said, forget the former, things that dwell on the past. The good news is, God can heal and set you free from the wounds of the past. God can heal and set you free from the wounds of the past. That's the good news. Whoever you are, or whatever happened to you, God can heal you. Healing is possible. You know why God can heal and set you free? Because it's not based on personality type. It's based on the blood type. The blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross. That that cleanses from all our sins. And the Bible says, by His wounds we are healed. There's nothing we can do about the past. But God can heal us today. So we can step into the destiny that God wants for you and me. God can heal. And sometimes the way God uh, does it is that God would bring people into our lives. To help identify that, pray for us and walk with us in the process of healing. That's why there's a verse in the Bible. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous are powerful and effective. We confess our sins to God for forgiveness, but we confess our sins to each other so we can receive healing. And the degree of our openness and humility, our willingness to allow other people to be used by God to minister healing to us is the degree of healing that we're going to receive. God can heal us. God can set us free. And last thing, uh, Isaiah said, He's making a way. He's doing a new thing. So forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do not keep rehearsing. Do not keep on replaying it in your mind. We cannot go back and do something about it. But there's something we can do today. God is doing a new thing. God wants to bring healing, and last thing, he said, "I am doing a new thing thing. Do you not perceive it? You know, I, I like this uh, verse sorry, I was not able to read Isaiah chapter 61, verse one to two, but in John 5 verse 17, it says, "Jesus said to them, "My father is always at his work to this very day, and I, too am working." That's encouraging. The Bible says God is always at work. Sometimes we look at other people and we feel sad. Ilano sa dito nagtampo na kayo minsan kay mo ibang tao, ibang family, Lord, why are you doing amazing things in the life of other people but when it comes to me, it seems like it's so ordinary. There's nothing special going on. But that's not true. God is always at work. Not only in good times, but even in bad times. Not only when things are going well, but even when things are not going well, God is always at work. He's working behind the scene and making something new. Something special for you and me. And some of the things that God is doing in your life right now, if God would tell that to you today, you will not believe it kay Lord Labo, Lord. Impossible. You know, I got saved in college, and ng early days as a Christian. The guy who discipled me, his name is Angel. I call him kuya Angel. I believe he's really God sent. For a time, he served as our youth pastor. Then after that, he felt like the season was over. He went out of the ministry and. Pursue a uh, profession. He's an engineer. He's now in, in the US and serving our church in San Francisco. But when we were in Lucena, I was a college student, he would always tell me. But the disciple akin, you will you, you know you will preach to thousands. God will use you to bring many people to Christ. You're going to you're going to be a leader. So lagi nyagung sina ng." Ganun, you will go to the nations. but I hear impossible. I mean, this was, what? 16, 18 years ago? I'm now 37. So, parang mga 16, 18 years ago, I was a young person. It's hard to believe. I mean, with my situation, my, gr- my, my, my grades need to be raised from the dead. I mean, I'm I'm insecure. I've never been to other nations where, where it's tough financially for our family. My English was bad. My grammar was terrible. I don't know the difference between P and F, V and B. But we pray ako dati, Father God, Father, please give me vision. It was, that, that was the context. I was very new. I have so many issues. And then he would tell me. God will use you. You will go to the nations. You will preach to thousands. You will bring many to righteousness. And I say, impossible, But not realizing at that moment, God was already doing a new thing. And I just walk with God one day at a time, one step at a time. I just read my Bible. I pray. I try to be faithful with what God is showing me and asking me to do. Not realizing that over the years, God is always at work. God is renewing my mind, God is changing my heart, God is removing some things from my life and God is putting some things, new things in my life. And one day I woke up and sabi- wow, ang dami mo binago, Lord. I thought it's just a small town, small school, ordinary life, but the Bible is right. The f- God is always at work. God is always doing a new thing in your life. The only problem is sometimes we're not aware. Sometimes we don't perceive it. Please encourage the person seated next to you again. Sabi mo sa kanya, God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Sometimes, and I'm going to end with. I'm going to end here. The Bible says. It's doing a new thing. The problem is sometimes we don't perceive it. And one of the reasons why sometimes we don't see or recognize the new things God is doing in our lives is because of wrong focus. Sometimes we're too focused on someone or something. Sometimes we're too focused on what we want to do or what we want to happen. We're so focused on our goals, goals. So focus on our plans, so focus on our work, so focus on our business, so focus on the problem, so focus on the family. There's no room for God to interrupt. There's no room for God to ruin our plan and redirect us into something new. Sometimes we cannot perceive, we cannot see and understand what God is doing because we're too focused. It's almost like this. I have this iPad and... And what is, which is bigger, this iPad or this room? Yeah, how, many, how many of you believe it's the room? Some are not sure. Lord, we pray for certainty for, for many of us here. It's, uh, the, the room is bigger than the iPad. But if I, if I put this closer, put this before my eyes, this close. There's a lot of things I'm going to miss. There's a lot of things I'm not going to see. I won't be able to see the people at the back. I won't be able to see the people here in front. I won't be able to see all that's in this room. Because I'm too focused. And sometimes that's what happens. There's this problem and we're too focused. We can't see or recognize what God is doing in the relationships that we have. The people around us. What God is doing in in our life, in our heart. Because we're too focused on the wrong thing. If we want to recognize, if we want to see the new things and be able to welcome it and embrace it. If we want to perceive the new things God is doing in our life, we need to fix our focus. We need to change the focus. We need to zoom out. And we need to fix the focus. Because if the focus is clear, we will be able to see clearly. Just like in your iPhone when you take a picture and the focus is not right, it's blurred. You don't see the faces and the details. But if the focus is right, you'll be able to capture it clearly. When you focus on God, and here's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. We fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the focus. And when we focus on Jesus, then everything makes sense and becomes clear to us. The focus is not you. It's not about you. It's not about you getting everything that you want in this life. It's not about you being happy and comfortable and convenient. All the time. It's not all about power, success, money, fame. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. We exist to honor Him. We live to please Him. And if Jesus is the focus, then everything will start to make sense. Even the bad things. We can see what God, is doing in our lives. How many of you are excited for the new thing God is doing in your life? If the focus is Jesus, every day we will be able to really wake up and we will be able to lift our hands to God and pray and say, Lord, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is a gift from God. Every day is part of your destiny. That's why every day we can wake up understanding that God is always at work. And God is making things new. We can wake up and say, this is the day. And I want you to know, this is the day for you. This is the day for you that God is bringing you into a new season. That God is doing a new thing in your life. And rather than going in one corner and having self-pity party, we need to rejoice, the Bible says. Be grateful and rise up in faith because God is doing a new thing. Amen? Can you bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, you said in your word, we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. So let this word be a seed in our hearts, Lord, that will bear much fruit, Lord. That would result to healing. Result to breakthrough. Result to clarity. Result to peace and hope and faith. God, we thank you that your word is our life. You said that man cannot live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we receive your word today. Let our hearts be a good soil to plant your word. We thank you for your living word. Thank you that your word is not only timeless, it is timely, Lord. And speaking to us right at this very moment, you know, for some of you here, God wants you to dream again. You've settled. You've settled. But God is saying to you, I'm a God of exits. You're not stuck. You're not trapped. You're not on a dead end. God is making a new way for you. God wants to bring you to a new season. God wants to do a new thing. For some of you, you had been prisoner of your past, you're hurting and wounding, but God wants to bring that healing into your life starting today. God wants to unlock that door and God wants you to walk out of that prison. Don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. Your destiny is greater than your history. Don't let your history limit what God can do in and through you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources slash podcasts.